is going to be found in Deuteronomy chapter 1. And we're going to begin at the sixth verse. And it reads, The Lord our God spake unto us in Horeb, saying, You have dwelt long enough in this mountain. We're going to take it from here. We're going to work our way through. And, you know, you know, titles and things, I got to work on it as I go. But if I was to say anything to anyone to encourage you, that it's time to stop circling the globe. It's time to step out of the circle. Because there were promises that were made to us. Verse 7 says what? Turn you. And take your journey and go to the mount of the Amorites and unto the place nigh thereunto in the plain, in the hills, and in the vale, and in the south, and by the seaside to the land of the Canaanites. In other words, you got to go where the enemy is sometimes in order to possess your promise. And unto Lebanon, and unto the great river, the river Euphrates. Let me stop right there. When God speaks something to you, and you know it's God, tell your neighbor, you got to know it's God. Because, you know, people have a way of speaking things into your life that is not God. They want, you know, they want you to think that they are a wonder. But when God speaks to you, and you have a relationship with God, you know God's voice. You know God's voice, and you know your voice, and you know the one who is not God, that you need to ignore that. But when God makes a promise to you, when he told you, it was already done. Some of you right where you are, you may be waiting for this exhortation to end. But I, I need some of us by faith to learn where we are right now. We've been circling around in that area for so long, too long. We got comfort there. But you need to come out of your comfort zone and get in the place where God wants you to be. So you need to take that step forward out of that circle toward your promise. Because your promise is waiting on you. What God spoke to you about, it already is. Tell your neighbor, it's in place. It's in place. I just got to get to the place where God has called me because he promised me. Every word that comes out of his mouth is yea and amen. I don't care how long it's taken you. I don't care what you've been going through. I don't care what you feel about it. When he said it, he meant it, and it's going to come to pass. Oh, come on, I need you to bless him right now. Come out from among that circle. Stop circling around in the same thing. Stop being, you know, making sure that everybody likes you. And every, no, no, no. Come out from that circle and step in to the promise of God, even when you have to face the enemy. Behold, I have set the land before you, go in and possess the land. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, I'm going in. I'm going in. 
Now, you can stay here if you like. You like where you are. This is comfortable. But I know God's got more for me. I'm, I'm, I'm on my way in. I'm on my, I'm not, not about how I feel. It's about who I know. And what he spoke about me is, and I am not a loser, but I am a winner. And no matter who and what comes against me, the Lord is for me. And if he's for me, nothing, Sister Darlene, nothing, nothing shall be against you. Nothing shall keep you. Nobody, no incident, no circumstances. God is for you, and you are already a conqueror. I need conquerors to say amen. Oh, come on, say it like you mean it. Not just because I asked you to do. Say it like you mean it. Say it like you know God. He made the promise. He's the one that spoke to you about it. It doesn't matter how long it's taken. Whatever it takes, get to the promise. Whatever it takes, get to the promise. I don't care how long it takes. Get to the promise. Tell your neighbor, get to it, get to it, get to it, get to it. Go in. Possess the land. Not the land that your forefathers inherited, but the land which the Lord spoke to your forefathers about. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, do you know that there were people that were praying for you before you got here? And because you're here, you're going to reap the benefit of those praises? Oh, come, they may not be here, but you're going to get the land, you're going to get the property, whatever God has for you, nobody can take it from you. There's a promise that God has made that he cannot renege on. God has a reputation. Everything that he says has come to pass. I need somebody to get excited about it. I mean real excited, not emotional. I need you to get excited about what the promises of God are. Moses, just going to read. Reiterate a little bit. Just give me a little bit of more time. Moses, who is called to be the deliverer, he shouldn't even have been here because of the ruler that was in place at the time. Got nervous because he heard about a man that was going to be coming on scene. And he put out a declare for all of the male children to be killed. But how many know if you got purpose? Not if. When you have purpose. When you have purpose, every threat from everybody can come against you. They can try to hinder you, but they can't stop God's plan for you. Isn't it amazing how Moses' mother saw this child and looked at this child and this is a goodly child, and I know what they're declaring, but I'm going to cover him. I'm going to protect him, 
and she wrapped him up and she put him in a basket and sent him down the river. Now look at God. God is so strategic. He, she sends the boy down the river and gets who captures the boy. The, per the person that belongs in the palace and in the household of the enemy. See, y'all so worried about the enemy coming against you. He's setting you right up inside of the enemy's house. He's setting you right in the front row. He's setting you in their best room. He's setting you up. They, 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 they're not going to like you, but you don't worry about people liking you. You worry about God loving you and giving you a strategic plan for your life. And so no matter how they try to hinder you, they cannot stop you. You need to tell your neighbor, you can't stop God concerning my life. You can try to hold me back. You can try to hinder me, hinder me but guess what? I'm here. Turn to your neighbor said, I'm here. Look him in the eye and said, I'm here. You thought I was going to die. You thought you talking about me was going to kill me, but I'm here. Is that all you got? You are here to testify that the Lord is a keeper, that the Lord is a provider, that the Lord is a sustainer. No matter what the enemy tries to do, I'm still here. Come on, I need you to holler, I'm still here. Oh, testify to your neighbor, I'm still here. He's raised up. He's raised up in the environment of the enemy. God will set you in smack death in the enemy, in the enemy's circle. But one day, God is going to deliver you. One day, your purpose is going to be realized. One day, no matter what you've been going through, you're going to realize that God has been on your side all along. You're going to realize that nothing can come against you. You're going to realize that nothing and nobody can stop you. You're going to realize that your purpose will be realized. Oh, I need you to get with me. You got to understand that God's ways are not our ways. Oh, you need to know the reason that you're here is because of God. I'm here because God said I'm supposed to be here. You need to have that same testimony. I'm here because God said I'm supposed to be here. I could be dead in my grave. David said it, but I can't praise you in the grave. But since I'm here, although I've got a yet praise, I'm going to praise you in spite of. I'm going to give you the glory because of. I'm going to exalt your name because of who you are. Let me calm down. Get the rest. I wrote these nice little notes in here, and I'm going to make sure I give you all these notes. And I spake unto you at the time. This is God reiterated to Moses to tell the people, saying, I am not able to bear myself alone. In other words, Moses is saying, I can't do this by myself. Because, you see, I didn't make the promise to you. God made the promise. I don't know why he chose me to be your deliverer, but I want you to know that I'm here to encourage you to what God said.
Now listen, and I'm going to take a shortcut because they, they're going to they're gonna cut me off. Is when you know that you are walking in the purpose of God, you owe no one an explanation. You know, well, you know, I just know when I was a child, and you know, my mama told me, and my dad, well, what did God tell you? And, and if you pay attention to what's going on in your life, you'll see that strategically he led you all along the way. I, there are things that my mama told me when I was eight and nine years old that are coming to pass right now. Even before that, I was like, what is she talking about? My mama prayed and she, the whole nine yards. My mama was a holiness person. She didn't play. She said she would, her thing was hell, it, it, holiness or hell. Now, either you're going to live right, Becky, or you're not. So while you're sitting here crying because the Lone Ranger got shot on TV, <laughs> I need you to put that stuff away, turn that radio and that TV off, and go read your Bible. Why y'all laughing? I don't know about y'all, but that's the kind of mama I had to, 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 to steer me toward, toward the destiny I didn't even know I was having. I, I just know that where he led me is not what I put in my resume. That wasn't going to be it. I was going to sing in the choir. I was going to be a part of the heavenly choir. I was going to be one of the directors when I got there. I thought that's all I was going to do, but God had another plan. And I was being prepared for it and didn't realize I was being prepared for it until I have to say thank you, God, and thank you for my mama, although I didn't understand what in the name of God she was saying, but I hear what she's saying. Now, what God places in you, the people around you, be careful of the people that are in your circle. In the circle that you get familiar with. Be careful of the people, yeah. Because familiarity breeds disrespect every now and then. Familiarity, you know, is among the naysayers. And are you sure that's what God said? The, the, the familiar, the, the gossipers and... I don't know if that's really God or not. And trust me, if they're gossiping with you, when they get into another arena, they're gossiping about you. Now, we don't, we, we, we don't want to say that because we don't want to give glory to that. Because you know people are talking about you, and you know why they're talking about you? Because they see something in you that they wish they had. And they want to discourage you. But the devil is a liar. Take on strength, my sister. Take on strength, my brother. God is about to show himself in your life. I am almost. Somebody say almost. God reminds Moses. Tell the people. God has multiplied you. And behold, ye are this day as the stars of heaven for multitude. If you go back in Genesis 50, where Joseph went through his pit, prison, palace experience, his brothers sold him out because of jealousy, because of envy. But David, but Joseph, I'm sorry, stayed to the task. And when things were gotten better and they came to the land to be fed, to be taken care of during the famine, it was Joseph that said, listen, what you meant for evil, 
God has turned this thing around for your good. Look your neighbor in the face and say it's for your good. It may not be good to you, and you don't think it's good for you, but it's for your good because you've done this. In a minute, someone, tell somebody in a minute. Now, it, it took about 400 years, but in, in a minute, Joseph told them, listen, God is going to visit you. Because when, when, when titles and position change, people, that's why people can't handle position. I'm going to let that sink in a little bit. People can't handle position and title. They don't know how to deal with it. They don't understand that a promotion is really a demotion. When it comes to ministry, you, you, you come down and, and you learn how to serve. And you serve, you serve those that you're working with. And, and before you can serve somebody else, you serve those that you're working with. You embrace those that you're working with. And so the Bible teaches us that, that even though this king did not know Joseph, it didn't neglect the fact that God had a people that he was going to deliver and so it took them 400 years, I'm fast forward, it took them 400 years once Moses the deliverer came on the scene and they were set free from Egypt and they saw the enemy and they saw all of the soldiers that were killed and destroyed. When we get to this part, Moses reminds them it's time to stop circling around. It's time to stop going around in the same place. You get familiar, Lord, help me, Jesus. You get familiar with being depressed. You get familiar with feeling down. You get familiar with feeling like a loser. You get familiar with being set apart. You get familiar for people not surrounding themselves around you. You get familiar. They got familiar. An 11-day trip took them 40 years because of their murmuring, because of their complaining, because of their talking about their leader, not trusting, you got to be careful, touch not my anointed, don't do my prophet any harm. You don't know that there's a sacrifice for that. They didn't like Moses. They thought Moses had missed it, but Moses himself almost missed it, but couldn't have missed it because he was already called to be the leader. And Moses had a relationship with God, spoke to him directly. I'm moving fast. I'm moving fast. The Lord God of your fathers make you a thousand times so many more as you are and will bless you. What does it say? As he hath what? Tell your neighbor, I got the promise. No, 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 I need you to speak that thing out. I need, you to, I need you to speak it from your spirit, not just because you're reading it and because I'm asking you to repeat it, but you have to say, I have the promise. Anybody got promises that God made to you? Oh, come on, you need to get excited. God is calling you to break out of the circle. It's breakout time. It's time that you get to the next level of your life. It's time that you leave the things behind that have been hindering you and that have been stopping you. I need you to get up and take one step forward as if you were in a circle. And I need you to physically just come out 
of that circle. I need you to step forward and understand that God's got a better plan for you. I want you to do that and make sure that you understand. It's not an imagination. It's a fact. If I get out of this circle, I'm going to find my place where God has promised me. And I refuse to miss it. I'm stepping out on God's word. Come on, take one step forward and you're out of your circle. What are you going to do? What are you going to do out? Almost done. Sit down. Since y'all just decided to stand up anyway. When he tells you something, don't pay attention again to what the naysayers are saying. Moses Scott, 12 men, 12 men, one from each tribe to represent the children of Israel. He sent 12 spies out to go and investigate the land, to come back with a report. Be careful of the talebearers. Be careful of everybody. You know, there's some people that find something wrong with everything, everybody, all the time. You need to, you need to stay away from those people. Because, you mean, there's always somebody else? It's never you? Anyway, that's another, that's another lesson. When the spies went out, just go survey. Just, can you just go survey the land and, and, and come back and let us know how, how things are? He sends them out. He sends 12. Somebody say 12. 12. 10 come back with the proof. 10 come back with the proof. Tell your neighbor they had proof. They came back with the fruit. They came back with everything that was prosperous in the land. But what happened was they saw people that were a little taller than them. Y'all are catching on your way home. They, they were people that just a little, little, little taller, a little hefty, you know. I'm the shortest one in my family. They teach me all the time. But I don't care. But I can jump up and hit you. I know where I know where I, I can go and, and knock Scooter out. I know that. And you know. So 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 my height don't mean nothing. But the bottom line is they went and they saw the prosperity of the land. They brought the fruit back and they said we can't do it because these people are too big. They're too large. They needed to talk to David. When the Goliath tried to come up against him, David said, Is this, it's not even about me, and it's not about necessarily the children of Israel, but you have the nerve to come against the God of Israel who is my God. That's when you got to learn how to tell the enemy. You got the nerve to come up against my God, my God that is in me, my God that has petitioned in me, my God has promised me. You got the nerve to come up against him. 
You can't come up against your God. Or they can try to try it. They can come up against you. But they can't come up against your God. Tell your neighbor, my God is great. Oh, I need you to holler it out loud. I need you to let the devil know that my God is great. And he's greatly to be praised. In the battle, in the battle. Don't wait till it's over. Get ready to praise him right now. Praise him because he is great. But there were two, Caleb, who had faith in God. Caleb, who said, what are y'all talking about? You got the fruit in your hand. We saw what they had. We are more. (laughs) Caleb and Joshua. See, Joshua's job is to take them in, to conquer the land. Caleb goes along. Decide him to encourage him. That's why two is always better than one. Watch who you're taking with you, though. You can't take everybody with you. Watch who you're taking. He said, Caleb said, now listen, I don't understand. God has already promised us this land. Why are we standing back like we are scared? We have to understand that God is with us. The reason that you get upset is because of what you see. You got to know who you know and know that he is the one that will fight and not only fight, that he will win for you. All you've got to do, like Jehoshaphat said, is get in place and watch God what? He will do what? He will make sure that the enemy gets confused and kills himself off on your behalf. And all you have to do is stand there and watch. No matter what. Step out. It's time to get your promise. Go in. The Canaanites are going to be there. Get ready. Get your loan. Somebody is in your house. Don't be afraid. Fill out the application. You're going to be approved. What did he promise you? What did he promise you? Don't be upset. Don't get nervous. Somebody sitting at your desk answering your phone. But somehow or another, your resume is going to come across the manager's aisle. Come on here now. And even though they've been there already in a minute, Whether you've been working remotely or whether you've been going into the office, God's got a job for you. God's got a position for you that you didn't have to fight for. All you had to do is believe him. Do I have any believers in the house today? It's time to come out the circle. It's time to take a walk towards your promise. You heard, Matanya, if he promised you healing, healing is yours. Anybody need a healing? Anybody know somebody needs healing? If it's time for strength, I need you to stand up on your feet and ask God to strengthen you. Strengthen you. Give you what you need. Time for a miracle. He has a way of opening doors that otherwise have been closed. But he is a miracle worker. Step out. Step out. Step out. Come out of the circle. Trust in God. Believe in him. Help is on the way. 
praise him in advance. Help is on the way. Don't let anything, don't let anybody continue to stand. Don't let anybody stop you from your growth. I believe in the house today because your relationship with God, what he told you, is about to come to pass. I know you've been waiting. I know you've been fasting. I know you've been praying. But get ready to get that promise. But you got to go after it. Oh, encourage your neighbor. Say, we got to go after it. Come on, tell five people. Tell Piper. Come on, come on. We're going after it. We're going after it. We're going after it. I'm going after it. I'm going after it. Come on, tell them I'm going after it. Well, come on, go around that circle and then step out. Go around in that circle. Hallelujah. And keep stepping. Come on and bless the name of the Lord. He's worthy to be praised. Step into your promise. Promises of God are yea and amen. The Lord will strengthen you. The Lord will keep you. The Lord will help you. All of the enemy that you thought was coming against you, the Lord is going to destroy it. But he'll make sure that you're standing strong. You got to be the testimony to what God has already said. Tell your neighbor, he said it, and I believe it. He said it, he's gonna do it. He said it, and I trust him. He said it, and I'm gonna praise him. Put those hands together and bless him. I can't wait on anybody to agree with me, to agree with me. I agree with what the Spirit of the Lord has told me. I agree that he told me I am not a loser, but I am a conqueror. Hey, I'm not just a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. Do I have any more than conquerors in the house? Oh, come on and give him a high praise. Make the devil real man. Make the naysayer real man. Oh! It's like, and I'm closing, it's like the Jericho experience. God gave an order how it should be done. Joshua told him, God said you got to go around this, what, six times, six times. And you don't say a word. That's why you don't have to explain yourself. When, 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 when you are innocent, you don't owe no explanation. Because to try to give an explanation means that you have something. That, no, no, you don't, you don't owe an explanation. God will speak for you. Sooner or later, the truth will be told and known. But when God gives you an order, he told them to march around. And I know we always use this as an illustration, but it shows that God is real. When you march around that wall of despair, that wall of discouragement, that wall of defeat, when you learn how to obey in that part, when the seventh time come and you start to praise him as if you haven't been going through anything, I mean, you take it from your belly, you open your mouth, you throw your head back, you lift your hands, and you just simply say, thank you, Lord, glory to your name, hallelujah. 
You've been good. You've been faithful. I trust you. I believe you. Come on, I need somebody in the house just to give him a high praise. Don't worry about anybody that's not doing it. You do it for yourself. Do it for your family. It's time. It's time. Come out of the circle. Stop going around in that same place. That's too familiar for you. God has better for you. Tell your neighbor, he's got better for me. He's got better for me. And I'm not going to stay here. I know what he's promised me. Everything that they had to get out of the promised land were all of the ites, the Canaanites. Name all of the ites. You got to learn how to give ites out of your life and claim what God has put in it. So if you want to help me praise him, if you're ready to step into your promise, and I don't care how long it's been, the promise is still intact. Because God is a promise keeper. He promised me some things. He's promised me some things. Has he promised you things in your life? Do you believe him? Amen. For those of you that are here today, you know the Lord. You don't know the Lord as your personal Savior. He promised to give you eternal life even before you knew him, even before you accept him, because that's why he came. You remember Jesus? They talked about Jesus. They put him down. They lied on him, but he came with a purpose, and his purpose has already been fulfilled. That's why many of us are here today. We heard the word of God, and we accepted the word of God. But if you're here today, and you don't know him as your personal savior, we want you to take, we want to give you the opportunity to know that he loves you, to know that he cares about you. If you're here today, you don't know him as your personal savior, raise your hand. We just want to pray with you. We just want to pray with you. Is there anybody here today? We just want to pray for you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Is there anyone? Hallelujah. Because really, Jesus is coming back soon. The world is ripe for his return. Everything that's going on right now leads us to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But he doesn't want that any should perish. He wants that all would come into the acceptance of Jesus Christ. If that's you, raise your hand. We're going to give it another minute, but we know that God is able. If not, come on, let's put our hands together as we prepare to leave this place. When the children of Israel came out of, uh, of, the, uh, of Egypt and the Red Sea was before them, they didn't know how they were going to get out. Amen? So there were things and people that would try to stop us. And sometimes we don't know how we're going to get out of it. But what did Moses tell the people? Look behind you. Look at the enemy that's been coming after you. And that enemy, in a minute, you won't see them anymore. So whatever your enemy is today, I want you to begin to praise God that that enemy will not stop the promise that God gave you. Oh, you need to bless him. He's worthy. He's worthy. The enemy can't stop 
what God started. We're getting ready to leave today. We thank God for this time of fellowship. We want to remind you to pray for the Hardwick family. This Thursday, May 19th, we're going to give a celebration home going for our dear pop, uh, Hardwick. There's a viewing that's going to begin at 5 p.m. The service is going to be at 7. The family has asked us to come to celebrate. We're going to wear white. Amen. Pop Hardwick fought a good fight. The good fight of faith. And he was one that encouraged everybody, young and old. So we want to be here to support him and his family as we come to celebrate his life. Amen. Let's raise our hand before the Lord. Father, we thank you. You're so good and you're so kind to us. God, we thank you. We don't know that we, we know that we do not deserve it. But Father, we thank you, Lord, that you see us where we are. You have everything in need. You know, oh God, that everything that we are in need of, you will provide it. Even the promises that you've made some times ago, some weeks ago, some months ago, but we believe in your promise. You promised to keep us. You promised never to leave us alone. And we thank you. Thank you for your word. We thank you for our pastor, God, where he is right now, that you would continue to strengthen him, give him what he needs for his assignment, and bring him back at the appointed time. We give you glory. We give you praise. For those that raise their hand that are not in the house, that are on live streaming, we pray that you would touch them. We pray that you would keep them. We pray that you would bless them. Give them what they need to move forward in their lives. Encourage us, we pray, as we go about this day. Take us to our destination in safety. Bring us back at the appointed time tomorrow for, new, for prayer at noon and for prayer at 7 p.m. As we fast, be with us, O oh God. Strengthen our bodies. Strengthen our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.